Enjoy this short from Sarah, Aaron, Rachel, and Bree in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Okay, well, as much Probably as we time to pick a could go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, we should close the book on this one. This was so fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And it just makes me more excited for the next book that we tackle together. And like always, we'll do something pretty completely different. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this before we hit record and have a couple of good book club categories lined up, one for now, one for later, and we'll let you look forward to both of those. But for this time, our next book, who here is missing travel oh, in a COVID me? world? Yeah. Okay, hands raised. Yes. We need some adventures and we need some books to get us back in the mindset of travelers now that the world is beginning to open up a little bit. With Aaron's help, who has read in this genre as as well and probably done it better than me, we have put together a list of five books that we could consider. And these are all nonfiction travel narratives where somebody's going on a trip or going on a a long vacation and they write about it. And I love this genre and want to read more in it. So here we go. Mm -hmm. We've got (laughs) five books and I'll put them all before you. I'll actually give you the titles and then we as our podcast uh, collective will decide which (laughs) one we are reading together. First one is one that, and as with many books, I tend to read the ones I like over and over again. I've read this one a couple of times. (laughs) John Steinbeck. I'm not crazy about his novels. I find them dark and depressing, (laughs) but I love his travel narrative, Travels with Charlie in Search of America. Charlie is his dog, a standard poodle. And he was experiencing, John Steinbeck was supposedly at the top of his game. He was like, you know, had written Of Mice and Men and uh, uh, The Grapes of Wrath and all, you know, all the books that he's he's most famous for and was really struggling with what do I do next? So he decided to go gather some material. And at the age of 58, he outfitted a camper van. Yeah, no, a camper, not a van loaded it up with canned goods and alcohol and said goodbye to his <laughs> wife <laughs> and took Charlie, his dog, on this grand road trip around America to sort of see what America was up to in those days. And what he has written, in some ways it's kind of dated, you know, because Steinbeck was a man of his time and place. But in other ways, it really gives you a feel for what America was like at a very crucial juncture in its history, that is the 1960s. And it's a great sort of like snapshot of what America looked like then. So that's choice number one, Travels with Charlie. Choice number two, this one is a recommendation of Aaron's a Year in Provence by Peter Mayle. And your recommendations, Erin, I will ask you to explain. Yeah. Why should we read this book? This is a memoir of a guy, I believe he's British, who moved to Provence in France and moved into this small little town, small little village. I don't think he was even in a full-on town. And just his <laughs> encounters with this culture that is not his own. And it is 
it's hilarious and heartwarming and light and fun. So regardless of whether we do this for a book club, I fully encourage you to enjoy the delightful book on your own. Excellent. And while we're <laughs> while we're while you have the microphone, why don't you also take us through Charles Kuralt's America? Yes, not to be confused with the original Travels with Charlie. This is Charles traveling across America. Uh, <laughs> Charles Kuralt was a he was a newscaster. I don't remember. I it was before my time, but so I I think it was mostly in television, but he might have started out in radio. In this book, he is getting ready to retire. And one of his major things as his career was he sort of reported on the common man in America. He wasn't covering like big, deep news stories. He was talking about life. And so for when he was retiring, he decided that he wanted to go back and visit places in America at the month when they were at their peak. So he planned Mm. out this whole year and he would go and spend a month in each of these different locations and experience it when it was at its best. And so he he goes to northern Minnesota during one of the months, and he talks about loons and the lakes up there. He visits New Orleans. He visits all, all these different locations across America. And It's a delightful, again, just sort of snapshot of average, ordinary life in America. But it's not, again, it's also (laughs) not, it's not set in the 60s. This one, I think, was probably, I don't know when it was written. 90s. It came out in 95. There you go. Um, So Travels with Charlie, 90s edition. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's, It's fun. Okay. All right. Another strong contender. I've got two more that are kind of uh, off the beaten path. Pardon the pun. Um, (laughs) One is by Suzanne Strumpik-Shea. This is called Sundays in America, a year-long road trip in search of Christian faith. Uh, This one came out in 2008. This is a woman who had been sort of a nominal Catholic, but had decided in light of some of the scandals in the Catholic Church and also the death of, you know, Pope John Paul, that she wanted to try something different. But she also knew that Protestantism comes in all shades and stripes. (laughs) So she went on a 52-week road trip to go to a different church, a different kind of church every Sunday. And so the book that she has put together is really this wonderful panorama of the sort of, let's say, extremes of Protestant Christian belief and practice. So uh, did she go to Joel Osteen's church? She did. Did she go hang out with the Quakers and the Shakers? She did. Did she go uh, sit in Bible class with uh, Jimmy Carter down in Georgia? Yes. Did she go to the Cowboy Church? Yes. You know, so she it's really a great uh, snapshot of churches that I probably wouldn't visit, but I do want to know about. Her perspective is a little bit more liberal than mine, um, <laughs> but it is possible to sort that out and really just accept the observations as they are. Really fascinating journey. The final one is completely different. I love, I adore this book. 
<laughs> I have read it a couple of times, but I realize it's not for everyone. This one is Tim Severin's book, The Brendan Voyage, Sailing to America in a Leather Boat to Prove the Legend of the Irish Sailor Saints. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. So there's this old text, The Life of St. Brendan, from the 800s, 700s, 800s, thereabouts, that seems to show that Irish monks went on this long sailing voyage and maybe uh, touched down on some places that the Vikings would have discovered a few years, few centuries later. Hmm. But it's based on this idea that in order to even give this idea credibility, one has to prove that they had the technology to sail this far. Oh. And so what Tim Severin did he and his crew of people, they actually rebuilt from scratch, did research into the ancient boat making practices of the Irish. So cool. Sourced vintage, original vintage style materials, built their ship from scratch, and then sailed it across the Atlantic. Mm. And it is such a fun awesome. voyage. If you if you love practical archaeology, like I do, um, oh. <laughs> and enjoy. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's just a great adventure book and one that I love and will probably read again. Tim Severin, if you get into this sort of this sort of thing. He also wrote books like The Sinbad Voyage, The Jason Voyage, where he would look at these sort of literary things and try oh to recreate goodness. the ships from scratch and then mm. follow the original route of the voyage mm. and and write about it. So he's a great adventurer. This was from the 1970s and 80s, though. I don't think he's still going across the sea, but awesome. I'm glad he did. <laughs> awesome. So those are our five books. While you guys are thinking about what you'd like to do, we need to have an honorable mentions list because not every book that we think about makes the cut for something that we would like to share with the entire group. But there are maybe some titles that people might be interested in. So, Erin, I know you had one that you wanted to throw on the runners-up pile. Yeah, um, I actually... And fair warning, some of these books, have, there's a reason they're on the runners-up pile in terms of <laughs> content. <laughs> so, uh, caveat yeah. lector. <laughs> yes. Reader beware. <laughs> yes. So, one of the books that I would throw on the on the honorable mention list, which I didn't even tell you about earlier uh I but it is pack. endurance by mm. lansing okay. it's the story of shackleton's voyage yes. to the antarctic oh, it yes. is gripping and it is non-fiction so it is i believe technically a travel a travel story but um, not a first person travel narrative correct he but is still it's going on my it. list exactly he's anyway <laughs> Awesome book. Fully, highly recommended it. So, Endurance. The other one is Extra Virgin, Amongst the Olive Groves of Liguria by Annie Hawes. And this one, if you enjoy, if you read A Year in Provence and love it, you will enjoy this one as well. This is a story of two sisters, also from, from England, who moved to Liguria, which is a province in Italy, in sort of northern Italy. And they buy a crumbling down manse of some sort and proceed to work to restore it. They've got olive trees on their property, hence the title Extra Virgin in the Olive Groves of Liguria. They have to learn how to harvest olives and again, just engage with the people 
from this foreign culture to them and hilarity ensues. So also <laughs> a fun amazing. one. All right. I, I have a couple to recommend. Again, caveat lector, be, reader beware. Two of these are by Bill Bryson, who is one of my favorite nonfiction authors, though we see eye to eye on very little in this life. One of them is his book, A Walk in the Woods, which is his memoir of hiking most of the Appalachian Trail. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, <laughs> most of. <laughs> oh, boy. He sets out to hike the whole thing. Whew. And the other one is his, after years of living in the UK, he's American, but he spent most of his, a lot of his life in the UK. He decided to do a grand tour of most of the United Kingdom. Or am I forgetting? Is it just England? Anyway, Notes from a Small Island is an excellent, hmm. if you are an Anglophile, you need to read this book because he really, really points out some of the most unusual things about living and traveling in England from an American perspective. I know um, some people that need this book. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I remember from that book is his comment on how because it's such a, a small island that distances that in America would seem like nothing like commuter distances are considered insurmountable oh to goodness. the British mindset <laughs> that like <laughs> that's so funny and then the other one is a book by Sarah Vowell called Unfamiliar Fishes which is all about the history and culture of Hawaii Ooh. and she Sarah Vowell writes a lot of history and again more liberal mindset than than perhaps mine, but I, I learn interesting things from her. But she writes history on location, that if she's going to write Ooh. a book about the history of something, she's going to go to that place and mm. go to all the quirky little museums and historical monuments that she can get she, her hands she's on. She's me! And write down all of her all of her interactions with the with the people that she meets. And it's a really, it's a fun way of, of doing history, but this one is about Hawaii. And I learned so much she calls it the place where manifest destiny got a sunburn. <laughs> oh, so, but again, those books don't quite meet our standards for the book club. So they aren't on our official list, but there are interesting reads if you're looking for something new and different. But now, drum roll, please. I need each of you to vote on one book that we'll be reading. So to review our choices, John Steinbeck travels with Charlie in search of America. A year in Provence, Peter Mail. We've got Tim Severin, The Brendan Voyage, Charles Kuralt, Charles Kuralt's America. Great title. <laughs> and Suzanne Strumpik Shea, Sundays in America, a year long road trip in search of Christian faith. As usual, I thought before we started recording that I knew what I was going to vote for. <laughs> and then we start reading off what these books are about. And now I don't know. So I just added two books to my Amazon cart. Um, so either way, I'm reading both of them. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, a, what is it? The the first one that travels travels with America, Charlie. Travels with Charlie and a year in Provence. I have a deep and abiding love for France. I actually spent several days in Provence uh, ten years ago, like an hour away from where this book takes place. So I I'm going to read that one anyway. Uh, however, I think for the purposes of this book club and for discussion, I think that travels with Charlie is going to provide us with more in-depth stuff. I think we 
I, just by reading the description on Amazon, um, I think we can relate it to a lot of our current events in America and maybe get some really interesting discussion going on. So that one has my vote. But you're I'm not, gonna read You're not them. wrong, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> Does the dog die love... in the Steinbeck book? It's a uh, good question. It's a fair question. That's oh, a, yeah. yeah. And it's a good question because he comes down with a with a terrible UTI uh, in the south. He doesn't die. He doesn't die. They find okay. a vet on the road who oh. takes care of him. Charlie, makes my, it that's my vote. Then okay, that's my vote. <laughs> that's right. You're a dog lover. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that would be a great, great one. And I have not read John Steinbeck, so I feel like this will be a nice way that I can read some John Steinbeck. And oh, feel, feel all like, right. Uh, I'm- I have growing in my here. in my culture and breath. I am so happy and nervous right now. I love yeah. this book. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna actually have to buy a new copy before book club because I have an old <laughs> copy, but the binding is broken, and I don't think oh, it's gonna funny. it's gonna hold up to another mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. So, all right, this is why we love you, Rachel. <laughs> John Steinbeck travels with Charlie in search of America. This will be an adventure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm really Fantastic. excited for it. Totally different than what we just talked about. Completely, completely, one hundred, totally, one hundred percent, totally different. Yep. But that's what I love about the book club. I have eclectic tastes, and the fact that I can find people who to come with me on these crazy literary adventures keeps life fun. So, Mm -hmm. yes, and and travels with Charlie is available for an Audible audiobook. I'm we're. Facebook chatting on my phone, so I can't check to see if it's in my Libby app or not. So hopefully it is. But <laughs> either way, there is a, a, there is an audiobook version of this one available as well for all of my fellow audiobook lovers. Excellent. We need to wrap this up. This, okay. is, yeah. this breaks the record for our longest podcast yeah. <laughs> for good reason. So C.S. <laughs> Lewis, no better reason. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us to the end, ladies. We appreciate it. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So for everybody who is new to this podcast and has not participated in a book club yet, it is super easy to do. It'll be in our Facebook group. Rachel will post the event when the event is going to happen. All you have to do is find that event, click going, and then all of the discussion will happen within that event. There's no like Facebook lives or particular times that you have to be on Facebook. It's a very virtual event, very easygoing. You can join in as you're comfortable. So we like to keep this kind of casual. If you just want to lurk in the background and read what all the other wonderfully intelligent women have to say about the book we're reading, that is totally welcome. You can do that. Yes. But if you just find that event, click going, then you get notifications whenever people post stuff in that group. It's like a yes. subgroup. Exactly. Yes. And I think with this book, we're going to have a lot of interesting opinions. So oh, yes. I'm looking forward to this because this is right up my alley of stuff I like to talk about. <laughs> so you can join us on Facebook to get all of our posts, all of our episodes and the book club, especially uh, relating to this episode. Join us in that group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. You can find extra Instagram only content on Instagram. Find us there at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Also, if you post content that you think we might like, tag us and maybe we'll share it in our story too. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge on your favorite podcasting app and on KFUO Radio's new app too for iOS and Android. We just launched a new app for both platforms. Super excited. So you can also download the KFUO Radio app and find our podcast there as well. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm psych (laughs) E. And I too am psyche. 
Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Uh, We joked about this being a two-hour podcast, and we're only 35 minutes short of that, so... (laughs)